You want your five-star matches? You want your 30-minute classics? Not me. Big meaty men slapping me. What is good, ladies and gentlemen? This is another episode of the Slapping Me to Wrestling podcast. I do I do apologize um, for the uh, pickup of wind and every time I say words that end in P. You know that sound? Yeah. Um, I don't have a windbreaker on my mic today. And uh, it's hot in the room. I typically... Uh, uh, recording, so I'm recording in a different room with a fan on because it's it's hotter than a motherfucker here in North Carolina. We got a lot of things to talk about in the world of uh, of wrestling today. We're gonna give SummerSlam predictions. We're gonna talk about WrestleMania 40. I know WrestleMania 39 is the next one, but we're gonna talk about WrestleMania 40. I'm going to go on a quick rant for a minute um, about WrestleMania selections of these cities and a city that I think they're missing um, every single year in the selection process. Um, And then I'm going to, we're going to discuss a whole bunch of things. Excuse me. We're going to start out with um, last weekend. So this is Friday, what is it, the 29th that I'm recording it before SmackDown. Um, um, And so last weekend was ROH's first pay-per-view back in business. Um, Now, there's going to be those fans that are like, ROH is not AEW. They're two separate companies. Blah, blah, blah. You're right. Legally, they are considered two separate companies. But they have the same owner. Right? It would be like if Triple H today started a new company, purchased the branding rights to NXT, and made NXT its own separate entity. We still know WWE is controlling the shit. Right? So, ROH is AEW 2.0. Legally, they're two separate companies. I understand that. But Tony Khan's the owner of both. He controls both. I'm certain that he's, you know, involved in the booking of both shows, both companies. So, let's just be honest. ROH is AEW. I don't know why we got to make this distinction. Really doesn't make a difference to me. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not watch Death Before Dishonor. Or, I think that's what it was called. I didn't watch it. Had no interest in watching it. Really didn't care about anyone on the card. Um, 
But we are going to talk about Claudio versus Jonathan Gresham and the beef that has happened in the you know in the last week. And what and my opinion on this. I, I'm sorry I haven't been able to. I wanted to post about this last weekend as it was fresh in people's mind. I've just been super busy and um, I don't do this like full time. Um, I got other th- priorities. And stuff, this is just something I like to do for fun and to share my opinion anyway. Um, So, basically what happened, Claudio uh, won the ROH World Championship. Okay? Nothing wrong with that booking decision, in my opinion, Um, business-wise. Right? I always talk about what's best for business. Wrestling's a business. At the end, you got to do what's best for the market. Right? And Claudio is a much more recognizable name than Jonathan Gresham is to sponsors, to fans. Um, And I want to talk about a reason why this is. Because I think Gresham, personally, has a better look, right? Um, I like Jonathan Gresham. I have no hatred for Jonathan Gresham. Um, But... I think there's a reason why it's smarter to put the belt on Claudio. Um, And that reason, first off, this isn't my idea. This is an idea I heard from someone on TikTok. I can't think of his at name right now. MacRuber, I think it is. Go follow him. Uh, he's, He's fairly popular on the app in the wrestling TikTok atmosphere but he ba- I agree with this idea it's actually something I didn't think about but now that I think about it it makes a hell of a lot more sense um, with a lot of superstars that we can use this reasoning Claudio is only a fan favorite because for the last 10 years he's been on our TV screen as Cesaro and we have that fan recognition the mainstream fan, the casual fan, the fan that, you know, maybe only used to watch WWE only but turned on ROH or AEW and saw Claudio with the title. And it said, well, finally he won something because the last 10 years, you know, he never got pushed as a world title uh, c- competitor in WWE. He's, you know, been held down, blah, 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 whatever, you know, you want to say about his run in WWE. But you have 10 years of TV recognition. Whereas Jonathan Gresham doesn't have that. Now, there's several other superstars that we could say this for. Several other superstars that we could say, hmm, and use the same reasoning. John Moxley. ZZW John Moxley is not a fan favorite. Would not be over. CZW John right had Dean Ambrose not been a thing, had De- had Moxley not gone to WWE and had ten years of recognition on the most recognizable sports entertainment platform. That the John Moxley we know today would not be main eventing and it would not be a, a, a former AEW world heavyweight champion. 
um, Adam Cole. I would say the same thing about Adam Cole. Had Adam Cole not got that recognition for the mo- for the common casual fan for four or five years in NXT, I don't think you know outside of the the people who knew him in ROH and in New Japan and with the Bullet Club. And I have a whole different theory about Adam Cole, the Bucks, and um, Omega. They surrounded themselves around Cody Rhodes, right? The Bucks and Omega put Cody Rhodes there as sort of the ex-WWE guy who had some recognition and got themselves over as he got himself over on the indie scene. Not saying none of them could get themselves over by themselves, but they have that former recognition, you know, Samoa Joe. Um, I wouldn't say Samoa Joe because he had... Um, I think he's more recognizable for his impact run than his WWE run. But, you know, Moxley, Brian Danielson would not be, you know, the original ROH, you know, American Dragon, uh, Brian Danielson would not be nowhere near as much as a fan favorite had WrestleMania 30 not happened. The only reason I even cared about Daniel Bryan even in WWE was because of the storyline they told with him for WrestleMania 30. That is what drew me into liking Daniel Bryan and, you know, into Bryan Danielson, right? CM Punk. 2005 ROH CM Punk would not be a fan favorite to the casual fan had he not gone to WWE. And so business-wise, it's smart to put the belt on CM Punk because he has that recognition. Business-wise, it's smart to put the belt on Claudio because he has that recognition. But I just, I don't like that essentially what Tony Khan is doing is putting his new freshly acquired toys ahead of the... Jonathan Gresham held down ROH. The entire pandemic era of ROH. And I just feel him and Lethal and some of the other ROH talent that maybe haven't been, you know, utilized correctly are just getting shit upon by guys that, yes, they have the recognition, yes, it's smart business, but are the freshly acquired toys for Tony Khan. Um, that's my personal opinion. Um, and so that, that's that. Um, basically, Gresham said, I, I want out. I want to go back to the indie scene. Who knows? I, I personally, if he gets becomes a free agent and goes and jumps to NXT, we'll talk about something about NXT as well today, and jumped, if he jumps to like an NXT with, the, with what, what we're going to talk about, I mean, he might succeed there because he has that look. Uh, he's a little bit shorter, but he's still – like I would take a 5'8 Gresham. I don't even know how tall he is, to be honest – over, you know, 5'8 Adam Cole, because at least Gresham's built like a guy that could kick my ass. It's not a height thing to me. It's Adam Cole looks like he drinks beer on the weekends and hangs out at frat parties. And, and right, and and he, he doesn't have that the muscle tone of I'm a legitimate fighter. That's my, that's my beef with Adam Cole and why I make fun of him. But speaking of Gresham, right, so in that same category, you know, when I call out Adam, like, 
people who will say, oh, Adam Cole's too short. Like, I'll say Adam Cole's too small, and I'll get blasted. I'll get blasted. Oh, you, why are you so worried about about the size of the of the wrestler, right? Or you know, you body shame Diana Perrazzo and you get yelled at. Jordan Grace, which is Gresham's girlfriend, fiance. I don't know if they're engaged yet or not or married yet. I don't know. Um, but she brought up a good point where she said, you know, if you body shame Adam Cole or say that Diana Perrazzo is a little too big, you know, and 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 not you know thin enough. For, to be your standard woman wrestler, or, or you, you know, you body shame one of those people, um, then you know there's people there's people quick to the defense, but when people start body shaming Jonathan Gresham or Lee, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Morietti, I think it's is how it's pronounced, right? And I don't want to bring race into this, but I think there's an there, there's a level of that because politically, I believe that the the right wing, excuse me, the, excuse me. I am right-winged. Politically, I am right-winged, so I do believe that the left-wing, you know, social justice warrior crowd tends to be more racist than they lean on to, um, and they're the ones that do a lot of the bullying and the body shaming and then want a virtue signal on certain issues, right? And so, you know, these are the type of people that would call out swole for speaking up, and I want to talk about it, right? So there was, I think it was from on Wednesday. I don't even know who was in the match, but literally... I wish I could show you it. I wish I could show you it, right? But um, I don't even know who was in the match. I didn't watch it. I just saw the clip. But they were doing a apron, like, suplex. It was supposed to be the move. And, like, it was botch after botch after botch just to try to keep footing. And, and I hate to keep bringing this up with AEW, but it's a botch fest every single week. Um, you know, Jericho and Kingston had a match. Jericho botched a move and broke his own fucking nose. He broke his own nose, right? The camera guy botched in that match after the microphone barbed wire shit. You know, Kingston smashed that into his head. And they went to a camera angle that showed clear as day that Jericho was blading. You saw them pull the blade out of his, his, uh, his wrist. And, you know, he was wearing, like, you know, stuff on his wrist. And you could see him pull the the blade out of there and you can see him blade and it's crazy how on there just seems to be no chemistry in, in in the talent here and swole brought this up you know last year on her podcast where she said you know i and it's really seen in the women's division but swole brought up hey i mentioned the to tony we should we should have a performance center type type thing, where when the women can get together and 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 work together, and get some chemistry because you know if, if the only place we're allowed to get to work together is either here on Dynamite or on Dark or on Rampage or on the indie scene, and we're in pandemic mode right now, so most indie companies are, you know not doing shows at the moment we're not going to be able to build a chemistry to put moves together like people always complain that wwe's matches seem too choreographed but that's because they go through every single move to make sure it can be done so it looks professional and i'm not saying aew has to plan every single move in the match but at least allow your competitors and your superstars and your 
your talent to have a place to train so that they have that chemistry, right? Because if you want, like, I can't dance, right? I, I like to use dance as an example. I can't dance, right? So if you told me, hey, we're going to perform a dance together, I would come to you and say, well, okay, that's fine, but we're going to have to practice this. We're going to have to go through every single step multiple times of this dance because when we get, like, if we don't practice this and we get live in front of people, I'm going to fuck this up because I can't dance. So we got to go through it and make sure I can under, I can actually do what you want me to do. And it's going to take some time. It's going to take chemistry, weeks and weeks of practice. Like this isn't just one of those things where you can tell me, hey, tomorrow we're going to dance in front of a, a crowd, right? If if you're not, if, if you know, Tay Conti, and I'm not going to call her out again, or, right? So let's just say Tay Conti fights some new girl that they brought in and they've never wrestled before, right? You either tell them don't do, don't do too much or you allow them to get chemistry before you put them in the ring together. I don't think that's too hard to understand, right? So... And again, I don't want to put race into this, but it seems like with Adam Cole, it's bad to body shame him, but you could say that Jonathan Gresham is too short, right? Or that Jonathan Gresham is disrespectful and he doesn't understand the, right? Now, should Jonathan Gresham have cussed out his boss? Should Jonathan Gresham have, you know, complained about a business decision? We could talk about that later, but can we just talk about the fact that there is a legitimate complaint to be had that whenever it's a you know a minority talent raising noise they got to go put back in their place and 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 wrestling fans are majority left-wing democrat liberals and the ones that i know that are right-wing don't really have a problem with jonathan gresham and again, I don't want to bring politics or race into it, but when I when I see something, I'm going to call it out. Um, so that's that. Let's talk about this new NXT stuff real quick. So NXT is rumored to go back to sort of the old days of black and gold, and fans around the world are celebrating. I'm not. I like NXT 2.0. I like the style that NXT 2.0 has. The sort of character building gimmicky, you know, 90s, or before the Attitude Era WWE type feel. I love that. I don't want it to feel like an indie show because I'm not a fan of that style. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to stop watching, and I had a feeling this was going to happen once Triple H took over head of creative because that's the sort of brand he wants to have. But I've always felt that if, if, if you're going to make this change for NXT to where it's going to be heavily exclusive on the wrestling... You have to do the same thing to the main roster because I feel a lot of the reason people flop on the main roster when it was black and gold, when Karrion Cross got moved up, when Keith Lee got crossed up, when Aleister Black got called up, right? I felt a lot of times they flopped because they were having to do two different styles of, of entertainment. And so if you're going to make the change to NXT to make it around more wrestling and less, you know, gimmick, and less promo, and, and have a lot more matches, and really care about ring work, you have to do the same to the main roster. You can't have two different styles, because NXT is your developmental to the main roster. 
and it should be the developmental to the. It shouldn't be a third brand of we have three main rosters. No, 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 no. NXT has to be your developmental. It's getting the least amount of rating, and the star, the people on the show are less known. So it's your developmental, and and so you have to develop them. And I just feel you you ruin what you've done the last you know year with NXT 2.0, and you've built some characters. Tony D and the D'Angelo family, wonderful. Uh, Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams, Braun Breaker, um, Diamond Mine, Nikita, Toxic Attraction, Cora. Like you, they, you've built some legitimate characters, and if you take it away and make it more wrestling, well, you you ruin Braun Breaker because he's not a legitimate wrestler. He's still green. He, do, he does like three moves. But you know what makes Braun Breaker a superstar to me? He has that it factor of charisma and the ability to, to tell a promo as young as he is and as inexperienced in the business that he is. Braun Breaker can tell a story, man, on the mic, right? Nikita, I don't think Nikita's the best wrestler, but she has that that ability to, to talk. And, of course, she has some assets that, that men like about her. And, and Mandy's not the best in the ring. Neither is any of Toxic Attraction. But but their heel work is fantastic on the mic. And and so I think what you've built, you may ruin if you only change NXT and you don't change the main roster. I, th- I think you'll, you'll ruin a lot of people if you don't change the main roster as well as NXT. Right? Um, what else we got? There's a lot of news that have te- <coughs> excuse me that has happened over the last week in the wrestling world. You know, with McMahon stepping stepping down, um, retiring, and you know, there's always going to be people like he was forced resign, and they're just going to say it's retirement. Who cares? Like honestly, who cares? Who cares? Like we all know Vince McMahon's not stepping down. He's still going to have his input. I still believe he's going to have his input. Um, yeah, but. Let's, uh, there was something else that I said we were going to talk about at the beginning of this episode that I just don't remember what it was anymore. Other than, I know the SummerSlam predictions, but I wanted to save that for last. Um, I'm going to think of this later. Let's go ahead and jump into our SummerSlam predictions. Let's pull up this card so that I know what we're, uh, what we're talking about. So we're going to discuss these in order of how I care about the match. Right? Or like level of importance of the match to me. So let's start with Theory and Bobby Lashley. Lashley's retaining. I think either Ziggler gets involved, Madcap gets involved. One of the people... Like what they've done with with Austin Theory is fantastic. He has so many people who... Who are going against him. You have Madcap. You have Ziggler. AJ Styles. John Cena. The Usos. Roman. Brock. Right? You have a lot of people who are against uh, Theory right now. And so many different angles could play out at SummerSlam when it comes to Theory. I think Bobby Lashley retains this. Either by... I hope it's clean. But I could see this being by like disqualification or, you know, count out or something to where Bobby Lashley retains the title. Let's talk the two women's matches. 
right now. Not that I don't care about them. I just don't think they're as important on the card. And they're like they're not matches that I necessarily want to watch. Necessi- mostly because Becky has been in like the, the main event or the main women's match for like a year since he's come, like a year since he's come back like she's just been enforced and it's so I'll be honest with you Becky Lynch if it was not for the the broken nose bleeding on the invasion angle um I don't think she becomes you know that fan favorite that because she didn't really have a lot of momentum behind her and that that just luckily fell upon her and and if it did not happen, I don't like that's one of the main reasons I started cheering for, her because she got that over. Um, but I, I I don't see anything special or unique about her right now, with the, especially with this gimmick. Bianca deserves to keep uh, and have a long run. Um, so I'm gonna say Bianca wins this match. Now with Liv and Ronda, we're we're getting interference. That's the only way you can make this make sense. Because you can't have Liv Morgan beat Ronda Rousey. It's not realistic. Um, a healthy Ronda Rousey beats Liv Morgan 100% of the time. Now, for me, I think Charlotte comes back. I think Charlotte comes back. I think she confronts Ronda. Um, I think she causes a, a, a DQ. Liv retains... Um, and I think heading into whether it's Clash of the Castle or what, what or um, what's the next one after that? Uh, Extreme Rules. What what one of those two pay per views? We're gonna get a triple threat between. I think it'll be at Clash of the Castle, and I really hope Charlotte doesn't win it, but it's happening. I also think during the, 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 the Becky and Bianca match, I think Bailey comes in and, and interferes in some way. I, I do. I think it's – I mean, she's been gone for over a year now. So, I think it's uh, – she's healthy. I think it's time. Judgment Day versus the Mysterios. Judgment Day has to win, has to win. And one of two things need to happen. Either Edge needs to come back. Um, and either ju- rejoin Judgment Day or attack them um, or Dominic needs to turn on his father. I think both need to happen. I think Edge needs to come back and rejoin Judgment Day and I think Dominic needs to turn on his father and join Judgment Day. Um, and... I, it ha- that that the Mysterio turn has to happen because it, it, we need some depth with Dominic's character because all we know is he's he's Rey Mysterio's son and he's willing to go to extreme lengths to protect his father. Okay, but that that, that only carries you so far, right? And, and there's a guy I can't again I can't remember his TikTok name. Or his podcast name, but he basically went on a rant about how no one actually likes Dominic Mysterio. And if they did, they would buy t-shirts, but no one buys his t-shirts. It's only online when they say, well, I like Dominic, but they don't support him. Right? And, and I couldn't agree more. Um, like, if you like somebody, you would, you, would, you would buy his merch, wouldn't you? 
Right? Like, I like Liv. I've bought a Liv shirt. I've bought a Roman Reigns shirt. I need a new updated Roman Reigns shirt because I don't have any of the new stuff yet. Partially because WWE Shop, which doesn't exist anymore, by the way. It's now on Fanatics. That's also happened in the last week. Um, it's now on Fanatics, which does NFL, NBA, NASCAR, NHL, soccer, uh, merchandise, MLB, um, and it's now WWE, um, which that's a smart business decision for talking business. They're moving into a new headquarters. Now you can sell your, your warehousing. You don't have to have your own warehousing because Fanatics will s- stock and supply the shirts. Um, and so it's smart that way. Yes, it's going to relieve employees of, of, of duties, but you know, business-wise, it's, it's going to save a lot of money for the business. Um, but back to SummerSlam, right? Dominic needs some depth to his character, right? And so Dominic needs to turn. He needs to be the one to turn on Ray. It can't be Ray turns on Dominic. Because that, that, that would make me care for Dominic. And it wouldn't make me care even more for Ray. The only way this has to happen, the only way it can happen for, in my mind for it to make sense is Dominic turning on Ray and turning on the Mysterio family. Whether it's, you know, I'm tired of, you know, coming to the rescue to save you or whatnot, right? Um, and that's the only way I feel that this can happen and, it, and for it to make sense. And it has to happen. Like, like they've been teasing it. It, it needs to happen now. Alrighty, what's next? McAfee and Corbin. Now, I want McAfee to win. And he's actually who I'm choosing to win this match. However, I would not be upset if Baron Corbin or Happy Corbin, if, if he won this match, if bum-ass Corbin won this match, I would not be upset. I don't care who wins this match. I still think it's going to be fun. The build to this has been entertaining. I don't care what people say about Corbin. He's fantastic. He's not going to go down as you know a great champion. But he's been very good on the mid-card in building established feuds with Madcap. With you know, you know, other people. Corbin's that guy. He's trustworthy. I like Corbin. Everything that they've really given him, I've really... Um, I've really liked, um, I wasn't a huge fan when he was the lone wolf. I just, I just didn't think he was all that good. And I, he was again, one of those guys, I feel that they were, you know, pushing too early. Um, and I feel he's better on the mid card and there's not, there's nothing to be ashamed of saying I'm a mid card superstar in WWE. Right, titles don't mean anything in wrestling. They don't. Titles are essentially props to to push storyline. So if you're not using the titles in storyline, then there's no reason to have titles, right? All they are are props to set up feuds, right? That's all they're fighting. It gives the the people something to fight for. But the people who aren't fighting for titles they have other feuds, and, and so Corbin's able to build up, either build up himself or build up other superstars. I think Corbin deserves a chance at Gunther. 
for the Intercontinental Championship. I really do. Um, I think that needs to happen. Whoever wins, I don't care. I don't care. Um, I want McAfee to win. I'm picking McAfee to win. I just don't see a reason to put McAfee in a match if he's not going to win. Right? It, it, it would make no sense for McAfee to... To be put in a match, he's going to win. He's going to lose. Um, let's talk about the other. I guess you can call celebrity match. Logan Paul and Miz. This is again the same situation. I could care less who wins this match. I'm picking Logan Paul. I'm picking Logan Paul. Here's why I'm picking Logan Paul. I think it makes a little bit more sense. You know, he's that cocky fucking bitch of a, like he's cocky as shit and that's why people hate him and so if he beats Miz you could push this feud on further you know through Clash of the Castle through Extreme Rules and maybe even get a fourth match at Survivor Series which we probably won't get Survivor Series more than likely is going to be champion versus champion like it always is so you can push this SummerSlam Clash of the Castle Extreme Rules, and then you get Survivor Series, and then um, you, you're basically building towards Rumble at that point. So I think Logan Paul can win this. I think Miz can win at Clash of the Castle. And then you have the rubber match at Extreme Rules where you can make it like some sort of gimmick match, and I think it would be perfectly fine. I really, I really think that would be perfectly fine to do that. What's left? What hasn't happened? Is it just the main event that's left? I think it is. The main event. Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns. Last man standing. Being billed as the last time these two will ever fight. And I actually believe that. Because I think one of two things will happen. Either Brock loses and he goes away for a while. I think he goes away for a while. They may be calling back for Mania. Um, but I think Brock goes away after this. For, for a while. If Roman loses, and I'll say this, when Roman loses the title, I think he's going to retire. Um, I think he wants to go Hollywood. He's done as much as he can do in WWE. There's not much more. Like, like The Rock only really spent, like, what, three years at the top of WWE before he went Hollywood? Because he, he did the most that he could do, right? He had, what, 97, 98, 99, 2000. And really by that point, so four years, really at that point, he he didn't have anything else to do. He's already, you know, he had the feud with Austin. He had the feud with, you know, with, with Hogan. He was at the top. And he did all that he could do. There wasn't much more for him to do in the business, so he moved on. And I think Roman's going to do the same. He, You know, Roman's 700-plus days... As champion, second or third longest, you know, title reign in history. I think it continues on to WrestleMania. So I think Roman wins this match. I think he does. I don't think Austin Theory cashes in. I think he waits. I think he waits to Extreme Rules. I think Roman Reigns will be having Extreme Rules match. With Seth Rollins. We know at Clash of the Castle it's going to be Drew. Right? Drew or Sheamus. I think tonight on SmackDown, Drew and Sheamus are having some sort of gimmick match. You know, Irish, Scottish type shit. 
which I which I enjoy being Irish, uh, or part Irish. Uh, and the winner of that faces the Universal Champion at Clash of the Castle. Um, and so I think Roman retains. I think Theory doesn't cash in. I think Theory um, maybe attempts a cash-in, but I think, like I said, he has so many people pissed off at him that he gets screwed. He either gets, you know, super-kicked by Ziggler or super-kicked by the Usos or, you know, what the way I would like this to happen is Roman Reigns wins. He's the last man standing, and he's sitting in the middle of the ring. It's more than likely going to happen in the ring. Right where where the fall is going to take place, and he's standing in the ring, and you hear a town down, and Theory comes running out, and right as Theory hits the ring and gets ready to cash in, the lights go out, and Solo Sokoa debuts at SummerSlam, um, in defense of Roman, um, and I would like also for Zion Quinn to be put into the bloodline. Um. And because Zion Quinn has that Roman Reigns look, he's tall, he's he's athletic, he's a rugby player, um, and he has that cool badass look. He's an Islander, he is Samoan, um, and so well, he's like Samoan. He's so many different things. If you if you look up Zion Quinn, but he is Samoan. He has the tattoos. He has he has all of that. So I would like to see them both debut at SummerSlam. In his corner against Austin Theory, and you know they get in, and maybe Zion Quinn sort of is the guy who takes Roman Reigns' place at head of the table, right? And and of course, Solo Sokoa is the Uso, the third Uso, the younger Uso. Um, hopefully they don't change the names. Uh, he'll be the only one that makes sense to change the name. But it would also make sense if WWE wanted to copy, right, and create a trios title, which I pray to God they do not. But you have three Usos. Solo Sokoa is a great wrestler as well, you know. Um, yeah. So I think Roman retains. I think he walks out of SummerSlam, still your champion. Now, you're like, well, what about Riddle versus Seth? Well, if you haven't heard, the match is canceled. Now, it's a gimmick injury. It's a work from the reports. It's It was just they didn't want to put it on. They want to wait to Clash of the Castle for this match to happen, which I think is fine. Um, and then, um, so you put it on at Clash of the Castle. So what about Seth? Well, Seth... In his gimmick, but I also think Seth deserves a match at SummerSlam because he's been the best thing on Raw for well over a year now. Um, and so um, you have Seth come down to the ring, you know, at some point in the show, even if it is to just start the show, right? Have Seth come down, talk about how he's disappointed that he doesn't have a match, how he wanted to perform for the fans of Nashville, um, and he's disappointed. Um, I forgot. I just realized we forgot a match. I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and so he throws out an open challenge. You know, Riddle's hurt, but we're going to have an open challenge. Well, who answers the open challenge? AJ Styles. Right? And AJ Styles come down. And right, and right before they start the match, 
you hear rebel heart. Because Seth never said how many people we were going to have. Johnny Gargano, I think, will come back in, in some fashion. I want it to be the triple threat, AJ Styles, Johnny Gargano, Seth Rollins. But if AJ doesn't answer and if it's just Johnny Gargano, I would be even, even just as pumped. I think Johnny Gargano comes back. Now that Triple H is in, in, at the helm, I think Gargano, Gargano hasn't showed up. I know he showed up on Impact in the tribute to Alex Shelley, but um, he hasn't wrestled anywhere since he got released. Candice is still technically an NXT superstar. I think she's still technically on maternity leave. Um, so, I mean, Candice LeRae could be caught up and, and debut at any time whenever she's ready to come back. If she wants to come back, who knows how that's going to go. Um, uh, I would love, I would mark the fuck out of Johnny Gargano wrestled Seth Rollins on, on Saturday. I would mark the fuck out. Let me just tell you that. Um... And if that match did happen, I would expect Johnny Gargano to win. Seth Rollins is that type of guy, you know, Cody de- debuts against him. Get, because cause with Seth, again, Seth has already done what he needed to do. He's sort of hit his peak. Now, he's still in fantastic shape and is still a fantastic wrestler. But, but, but he doesn't need the belt to remain legitimate because he's proven... Over the last few years, he can be this mid-card guy that helped build legitimate talent, right? So I think it would be fantastic for Johnny Gargano to come out, beat up, uh, beat up Seth, and then move on. I would like to see him partner back with Ciampa so that we can get a more reestablished tag team. Division, because if there's one thing that Triple H can do, if it, that he needs to do is to re-energize the tag team division in WWE. That's that's one of the things he needs to do. I think second thing he needs to do is put a mid-card woman's title on the main roster, so that the women have something to fight for if they're not in the, t- the main title picture. Um, I, the the women's tag team didn't work. Get rid of that. Put in a mid-card. Um, and put, or if you're going to do the women's tag team, create legitimate tag teams that aren't just thrown together, right? I did realize I forgot to talk about the Usos versus Street Profits with Jeff Jarrett as special guest referee. Um, I think the Usos win this match. I do. And I think we start to see the breakup of the Street Profits. It's going to be slow. It's going to be um, a slow burn. And I think it, you know, by Survivor Series, they'll be broken up. Uh, Tez is going for a main title run. I already know that's happening here soon. Right? I think he could. I think Tez is going to be the one to dethrone Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship. And I think that could happen as early as Extreme Rules, maybe Survivor Series. But again, Survivor Series is typically champion versus champion. So that's why I'm saying, like, end of the year, Royal Rumble, I think Tez will be United States champion. Potentially the winner of the Royal Rumble, though I still think the winner of the Royal Rumble will be Cody Rhodes, and he's going to re-debut then um, from injury. Um, But there's our SummerSlam predictions. Um, uh, We'll see how we do. We will do a podcast um, 
probably the Monday after, on Monday, we'll probably do a, a review show. Um, and then, yeah, so, um, yeah, I think, I think that, I think we've talked about enough for wrestling for the uh, time being for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Let me know what you think. Share this with everyone. Follow me on TikTok. Um, the username is it's R B B I, uh, excuse me, B X T C H. Again, that's I T S. RB BXTCH. It is RB Randall Beatley. It's RB Bitch. This is the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. Thank you again for listening, and I will see you on the next episode.